0: This week on
1: Erotic Awakening,
0: primal dynamics, and political humiliation kink. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We want to thank our latest patron supporter, Evil. Head over to patreon.com slash awakening today and get your bonus content and support the show. Hi Dawn. Hi Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about...
1: A particular style of, well, I don't even know what we're going to call it. Is it going to be a style
0: of kink, a style of BDSM, a style of power exchange? A style of self, a style style of relationship, a style of, it could be so many things. It can
1: be so many things. And it is something that we have been adjacent to.
0: You and and I? Yes. mm -hmm.
1: For many years without you specifically identifying this way. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about primal dynamics. And Don, oh. even though you and I don't know much about this, we're very fortunate to have on the show, Ember, who knows everything about
2: it. Hi, Ember. Hi, Ember. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thank you for having me.
1: So let me start off there. What are we talking about when we talk about primals? Are we talking about the people that dress up and... In... No, those are furries. Those I know that. Furry. I'm not so going to pretend about yeah yes. Try not to
0: cross. And uh, my understanding is Trying not to cross, but
2: I could be wrong. So, so what? What are? What do, what
1: do you say when when you're saying I'm talking about primals?
2: What does that mean? That is a great question, and you do bring up a good point because it seems like it could intersect with a lot of different folks' interests. Uh, what really defines primal identities? Primal play, really. Most primals can agree it's the basis in instinct in being connected to instinct. As opposed to say role playing animal play, pigs or puppies or kittens or things of that nature. And there's not so much a handler and say a pet or say a farmer and a cow, however that works with that dynamic. It's both people are in the headspace. It, some people identify with an animal type headspace uh, or use that to describe their experience others don't some just identify as primal i mean there's also cavemen uh, there's a whole gambit of types of players and identifications out there with primal uh, but typically it all comes back down to getting in touch with instinct and kind of that more raw basic self so so kind of the inner beast is
0: usually how yeah. I tend to think of it is like the inner beast. I'm actually writing a ritual for that, for Beltane. I <laughs> hope I get to do it. But yeah, so what you're saying is is probably different than like pet play, but also maybe not sometimes for some people, right? Do you think so sometimes you there's have- a, a cross?
2: Yes, so there are people who do both. So having a primal identity... You can identify as primal and may or may not be engaging in primal play. So there's primal identity, then there's primal play, then there's a primal dynamic kind of a thing. And all of this is fairly loose. I mean, categories are made up anyways, but many primals do other kinds of play. I do a lot of S&M based things. So it just depends.
1: Uh, so I'm not following. I'm not catching it. So when, you say, when I meet you, you say, oh, I identify as a primal. Now I'm going to say, well, what do you mean by that? What
2: what's the difference between you and the person standing next to you that you are a primal? So for me personally, again, this is speaking more just from my personal experience because it's very individualized, uh, and, it, and you it will get a different answer from probably every primal that you meet. My headspace uh, tends to be very much based in kind of more. Arcane violence is a great way of it, okay. um, <laughs> and it depends on whether it's my top or bottom headspace and what the what the specific dynamic there. My primary dynamic is with my partner Soren, and the both of us identify with a draconian headspace—not quite as dragons, but more of the militant brutality. Really, just a lot of brutality there. So it's very brutal. We are in what we call a mate dynamic. So there's a lot of power that bounces around. We're both primarily tops. So that's one of the big differences is you can play in a D type dynamic with both and it still can be a power exchange. So it falls under the BDSM umbrella of technically DS, but the power exchange can look wildly different than it would in, say, an MS dynamic. So
0: one of the biggest questions, primal has been an interest of mine for a very long time. And then it kind of fell off my radar as I concentrated on other things. And lately, I've been back into studying primal and other kin and all that other type of stuff. How would I know if I'm a primal? That's like my basic question. It's like, I don't think
2: everybody's a primal, but maybe they could be. How would I know? That's a really good question. So I'll give you just a little bit of a story then. We'll go story time. Yay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so my partner and I have been together for, I mean, romantically for seven years. We were best friends before that and we've known each other since we were kids. So obviously we didn't exactly seek each other out and we grew up in church together. So there's that bit. We didn't exactly (laughs) seek each other out for this, but how do you, I mean, at 20 something years old, how do you look at the person who's your best friend and is now your significant other and say, okay, so, but there's this thing that I haven't told you about that I like all of my kink interests and experience in the past. So I was, I was at that point trying to pretend I was vanilla. So we started dating. I couldn't get around to talking about it. I was just gonna swear it off and be be a good little Mormon girl. Well, we see where that ended. So <laughs> at some point, I remember we were things were getting a little hot and steamy, or as hot and steamy as they did at that point. And my partner just pinned me down by my throat and then growled at me. Mm. Well, needless to say. <clears throat> I was shocked a little bit and really turned on. Mm-hmm. And so then afterwards, I'm like, okay, maybe I've misjudged this person. So then we sat down and we talked about it. And I'm like, okay, so why did you do that? What do you have any idea what this could be, what this could mean for you? And he's like, well, it's just natural. It felt normal. So you may find yourself just falling into it. Uh, most people ne- don't necessarily learn about primal play and then start doing it. Most people are like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I identify with that. That's something that I'm doing. I'm very loud with sex or with play or I really like biting. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't play with me if biting is on your hard limit list.
1: I was curious if you find that m- most primal players are switches then. They are both biting and being bit or is it more of a primal prey dynamic?
2: There are various types of primal dynamics, there's primal hunter and prey dynamics. There's, you know, various primal predator and predatee dynamics and things. And They call it very much different identities depending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so switches, some would not identify as switches, but are they also receiving pain? Yes, even if you're technically topping the scene. If you are playing with someone who lashes back, like I do with Soren, I have a wicked right hook. And if he's going to top me, I'm going to make him pay for it dearly. Mm -hmm. So that's how it typically goes for us. Now, there are other individuals who may identify with primal play or primal headspace that don't lash back out and are more about kind of the thrill of being hunted or chased and are not particularly... Aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I be a special case there.
0: Okay. So, it sounds like a bunny rabbit. So hunt down a bunny rabbit.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there are bunny rabbits. I mean, I have play partners who are foxes. Um, I've had a couple of bunny rabbits actually, really adorable. Um, it just <laughs> depends on how you, how you identify.
1: I want to ask you about the part where you say you were, you know, one of the, the key definitions as primals is connected to instinct. Mm. So I put this, that let's say that I, have you know, I, as a primal, I'm getting ready to play with a person and we've said, Oh yes, we're both primals. Great. And we breathe and we relax and we jump on perhaps some mats and along with the things that we're doing, I start, I don't know, fingering their mouth, right? And after the scene, they say, wow, that fingering the mouthing, that was fucking crazy. What you, what, I don't remember. We never talked about that. We never negotiated that. And I respond by saying, oh, instinct, baby. That's my primal instinct. Does that situation ever arise? And Because it feels like that might be an area where consent can get ignored and a primal might say, or er, it's my instinct. And on the flip side of that, how do you have a primal scene if you've got to negotiate so tightly to continue to maintain everybody's instinct? There's got to or I'm sorry, to keep everybody's consent. Where's your middle ground in that?
2: That's a great set of questions and one I could really dive into. So actually, in my vanilla life, I'm a psychologist and social scientist, primarily research. And I've also spent a lot of time as a sexual assault advocate and things. So that's always something very much on the consent uh, side that is on my mind and working through with things. Now, the long answer for me is I don't really do pick up play with primal play. It's just one of those things that's very difficult to do for me. Number one, my primal headspace isn't particularly interested in that, needs a little bit more peaking to want to appear there, and also because there is a lot of risk for miscommunication. So there are a few things that you can utilize, though, if that is within your risk profile. Nonverbal signals are, number one, really great. I have used paper tear away wristbands or tapping the mat three times. Not all primal play also includes rough body play or heavy physical impact and things. Mm. There can identify as a primal and not be interested in hunts. I mean, obviously the hunt and the takedown is the most identifiable as this is primal play, but not everyone has the capacity or interest to do that. So there's other things. Primal play can be with our within our primal dynamic. One of the things that you won't typically see out in public is more of the tenderness side of things, the more softer home part of our dynamic. So that all can play into it if you it's within your risk profile. There's also, I practice kind of what I call the ladder or stair step escalation method. Okay. So you agree? I talk to people, I'm like, okay, so let's say intensity wise, how intense are you wanting to get it? So, and then we talk about it, What's what's at each step and then what's okay and what's not okay. And what to do, we talk about that uh, particular example. So if something comes up that we haven't discussed, how do we work through that? How do we pull through that? I always also use spotters, partly because I feel like it's just good practice for people to utilize spotters and to use utilize having someone there to protect their interests while playing with someone new. And also because... You may not see something if you're both in a really heavy headspace, or you may miss something and not notice it uh, until it's maybe just a little bit too late. Uh, and you could have prevented, say, a sprained ankle or a possible head injury or something, which does not has occurred. Right. Um, so we talk and then from there, say someone's, we're going to go five. And then we talk about what that looks like. Maybe do a couple test hits, things like that to level out and make sure those numbers are great. And then as we go in, if you, so one person can increase the intensity and if the other person matches it, we're good. And then the other person can increase the intensity. And then if they match it, we're good until we meet the agreed upon space. Uh, But if you bump up and the other person doesn't respond, that's a key to come down. And that takes a little bit of practice and learning how to read your partners, which is again, one of those reasons for me, it's, I have done light primal play as a pickup play kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. but typically I mean, you're not going to get what you will see with Soren and I um, nowhere near that. Well, it actually feels like it
0: would be hard to be pickup play as a big thing to me, sometimes it feels very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. If I let out that I don't have, well, I don't know. I was going to say I don't have an inner beast like Dan does or my other partner. But then again, maybe I do. And I just haven't let her out because I'm a submissive. And when Dan and I do pick up play over the last 20 years, I mean, we've done, we've done not pick up play, take down play. Mm-hmm. When we do takedown play, which we've done since the beginning, I'm not to fight back that's part of our power dynamic. So I have to resist that desire to fight back as he takes me down. That's just part of our thing. So I don't know if I have like the inner beast that wants to to come out and play. And yeah, I totally lost my question because I got visions in my head. Sorry. Don't know, I know. where I was you're, going with that.
2: You're good. <laughs> but no, you're very right. And it looks different for different people. And you don't necessarily, I mean, that could be part of your headspace is feeling that kind of sense of encasement or entrapment within that. It, very well, if that's part of your agreement and your dynamic, that's one of the beauties about primal dynamics is they're so personalizable. Mm-hmm. Someone I play with actually told me that they wanted me to fight back. And
0: I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> And they're like, "You're." I played with him before, so I trusted him. But oh, vulnerability—that's where I was going. So it just feels like a very vulnerable place to me. Because for me to let that piece out, I have to drop my shields, right? For me, it feels like Dan is putting himself in a vulnerable space. Though he's really confident with his vulnerability, so you know, I, I don't know that it's a big deal for him. But it feels like that you become vulnerable when you actually drop your shields enough to let out that inner that inner beast is just what i'm going to go with so I, sometimes i feel like you try to keep him tied back so that you have control of the situation absolutely yeah
1: I, I and that's one of the interesting aspects of primal play to me is that i am When I am playing with somebody, there's also this aspect of I am in charge of their safety. I am in charge of their well-being. So the idea of just letting loose is concerning to me for that matter. And when I have intercourse, it's the same idea, right? I don't want to, if I let down all my walls and just have a good old primal fuck, I will probably last all of about 30 seconds and it'll be very satisfying for me and I'll howl
0: but, but that's but, fucking hot, man. Throw me over the arm of the chair and just 30 seconds take taken. Mm, mm, okay. mm, mm. <laughs>
1: it is date night. It is date night tonight date here night in the, in the RV. So
0: yay. <laughs> I'm glad we're in the back of the park. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so before we start just uh, making out, let's go back to talking <laughs> to our guest. So Ember, uh, do you ever do non-primal play? Is all of your I mean, or is it so intrinsic to who you are? That if you're going to, it won't, it would be genuinely ins- unsatisfactory? Or is it just one type of play that you do?
2: So, primal play is just one type of play for me. It is my primary identity, it is my primary dynamic mm. with my partner and with most of my personal play partners, but I also do professional domination as well. So, I do a lot of, I mean, in the professional side of things, I do a large amount, as you mm-hmm. can imagine. Personally, I lean toward a lot of heavy SM because primal doesn't necessarily, again, have to be, it can be the archaic, it can be the arcane, it can be the ritual about things. It can look like a lot of different things. I mean, we were talking with our little pack, our primal pack, I call them my ducklings and they are adorable <laughs> if if <clears throat> mildly evil though though they're fond of saying i don't have ducks i don't have squirrels i have brats and they're at a rave <laughs> in doing a slash train they are absolutely amazing people very unique there's individuals in our play group that and one individual he's currently in the hospital transitioning hmm. you healing after some medical transitioning surgeries so wish him all the best of luck but He originally was a Goryan slave and then left and then lived in, I think, Hawaii in a pack house, in a primal pack house, and then traveled here to Kentucky. And we've been play partners on again, off again for a couple of years now. Um, Other individuals. Personally, I would say most of my play partners either come to us specifically for primal play uh, or that's part of the draw. My partner is wildly uh, popular with individuals who like masculine people Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) for that reason, because he just absolutely drips that uh, primal energy, primal power kind of a thing. He's a great person. Absolutely love him. So that plus someone who's not a jerk and who cares about your safety and well-being can be a little difficult to find. So he's, he's very popular on that side. So- primal play also can also include hooks hook suspensions i know there's been a lot of surrounding that um it can be dancing around the fire uh, there's lots of different things that you can do so yes it's you can identify and not be doing specifically primal play um i do that quite frequently at least for myself others may be different though
1: very cool I feel like we are just at the beginning of this conversation and I'm sure we missed a lot of questions that we could have asked you. If our listeners are annoyed and they want to ask you those questions or they want to reach out to you either as a professional dominatrix or to have you come out and teach about Primal, how should people get a hold of you?
2: So FetLife is the easiest way to get a hold of me. And that is X Solaris, S-O-L-A-R-I-S. I have my link to my websites and things there i also do a lot of virtual classes so you can always pop into those i have office hours after classes to talk through things and questions people may have
1: fantastic we very much appreciate your time hang out with us for a little bit while we wrap this thing up dawn as as ember mentioned They are in Kentucky. You might be in Kentucky one day.
0: (laughs) Maybe so. So on our way to other places that we're starting in Tucson in 2024 and uh, Maryland's in there, Pennsylvania, Florida, Ohio, and um, a lot of different places in the works.
1: You can keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts and more via the Erotic
0: Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out like Joe in Georgia. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today.
1: I have a feeling that Georgia <laughs> is where the album Eat a Peach was recorded. If anyone's old as crap like me and remembers that classic Elman Brothers album and can <laughs> confirm or deny that it's got anything to do with Georgia, let me know.
0: Oh, Peach, Georgia. I kind of get it. So on a different note, Dan. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ohio Hedgehog Has texted me again. He sends me phenomenal links to things that I would never see. This time he sent me a link to the Washington Post. So, right, a legitimate newspaper. Fair. On a subculture kink. Fair. And it is called Political Humiliation. So, regardless of what side of the fence politically that you may be on, I had no clue. And we've been doing this for decades at this point. Yes, I had no clue that there was a political humiliation kink. And what the Washington Post did was they did an interview with a professional dominatrix in Florida. Mm-hmm. She is on Clips for Sale, I think is what it's called. And that is actually one of the kinks that she offers is to politically humiliate someone. And usually those in this kink like to be humiliated from the opposite party. I would hope, well,
1: I guess, you know, I thought that would be self-evident, but I guess it could work both ways.
0: Yeah, so there's a huge long story on this and it's, they, they like being mocked, they, they just like being put down for their choice of political party and not to get on a political rant at all. I promised myself I would not do this, but this day and age, that's probably easy to find. Oh, yeah. Someone that <laughs> wants to humiliate your political beliefs. I, I can't imagine why you would want to, <laughs> instead of
1: paying a dominatrix, why don't you just join Facebook and speak up <laughs> about anything or Reddit or uh, for that matter, the funniest thing to me in the world is that there are political groups on FetLife and some of the political groups on FetLife are supporting a view that would, it's very anti-FetLife, what the view that they're supporting. So that's just the most amazing just thing. Curiosity. Yeah. So uh, curious, curious. Amber, have you ever had anyone approach you and say, mock the way I vote?
2: I absolutely have. Oh Definitely my gosh. <laughs> really?
0: Mm-hmm. I did not yeah. know it was a thing.
2: Oh yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, there's a number of ways that they would, that they request it. Mm-hmm. Specifics, reasons why, I don't tend to go into too many of those. It's not yeah. something I particularly offer a whole lot of, just because it's not a specific interest of mine. Right. Right. But, Definitely has come come up for me.
1: But that's gotta be interesting as a and you did self-describe, if I remember correctly, as a professional dominatrix.
2: One uh, could say that, yeah. Mostly lifestyle, but I offer professional sessions.
1: Okay. Certainly there has to be times that people say, Oh, I want this. And your inner self says, Ew, but your outer self says, I got a car payment to make. Do you have those situations that come up with that?
2: So for me personally, I still have a day job. I still have a vanilla job, Okay, Uh, very academically based, research based kind of a thing. So I am rather selective about who I accept on, on my professional side. Uh, If it does not fit well, if it's not something that's going to empower me personally and be positive for everybody involved. I won't take them on, um, but you know we've come up against some of those things. I once interviewed one of my mother's doctors as a potential. Scientist. <laughs> so can it can get interesting.
1: Absolutely, Don. The uh, apparently the question of the day on our over there on the Discord was about self discipline. I've decided I'm going to check Discord every single day, but I've skipped the last couple of days. Do I have a self
0: discipline issue? Probably just a little bit. So we ended up, we've got a lot of different rooms on our Discord. And yes, yeah, self discipline was the latest topic. And, you know, we're not just kingsters. So self discipline comes into. Into play in all of the realms of our life, right? So absolutely. It's a there's, good conversation. Th-
1: there's the aspect of a purely kink self-discipline, right? And you can take that as you want it. But it's super interesting that most of the kinksters that you and I hang out with on a general basis, not that we know, but that we hang out with, mm-hmm. are also growth-based people. Oh, absolutely. And it's really interesting to see, especially people that, well, w- yesterday we spoke taught a class on polyamory for the consolidation discord for hypnostory and panda mm-hmm. and that's one of just one of those things that we talked about you can you know if you want to work on yourself and your self growth and really looking in the mirror and getting to know yourself just go be polyamorous because all of your stones get unturned
0: that is for sure so i loved seeing other people's how they do self-discipline right so Mm because there's so many different methods you can use and like you said most of the people that we hang out with are very growth oriented it's about health and exercise and longevity and yeah we're getting to that age where that's our topic of conversation instead of what was your play like yesterday Mm -hmm. right (laughs) anyway so find the question of the day on our discord which you can find a link to on eroticawakening.com so not so much in the way of tentacles and food on boobs this time around but we do have a lot of um what are they memes memes yes <laughs> i used to say it wrong <laughs> and now i question myself so we do have a channel of memes that is getting a lot of action and then our uh not safe for work section for our patrons that's getting a lot of action lots of things to see there so Instagram, I've been trying to get back on board with that. So feel free to follow us on Instagram. If you're interested in kink vendors, especially right here before the holidays, um, I uh, I do a share the love post with different vendors that we enjoy. Our Kinkstarter cards are on sale right now. So for stocking stuffers, oh, they're only going to be on sale for a couple of more days.
1: I just want to share one meme, which you can, you even though, of course,
0: <laughs> no one can see it. You but... can't
1: see it, but the you can. Picked. You'll you'll just have to live with that. It's somebody reflecting over their cup of coffee, realizing I don't need Santa because I already sit on a bearded man's lap and get what I want.
0: <laughs> Be part of the erotic
1: awakening podcast community. You can support us on Patreon and get early access to the podcast, a free version of the audiobook Polyamory Tools. Free eBooks,
0: member-only Discord access, and more. Find all the goodies at Patreon.com/slash Erotic Awakening today. Help others find us.
1: Take a moment to support the podcast. sign up on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen,
0: or just tell your friends.
1: Join the conversation with us and other listeners. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for our mm-hmm.
0: brilliant Discord. We're channel. gonna run out of music. Feel free to reach out to us. You didn't like my radio announcer voice. So st- i'm gonna start using my
1: hypnosis voice
0: feel free to reach out to us
1: join us on patreon you must obey
0: <laughs> contact us with questions what podcast that? comments or just to say hi
1: you must obey that's my andre the giant evil cloak what's the evil cloak dude from oh it's from the, your favorite movie in the galaxy princess bride yeah what was andre the giant the dread Roberts. I am the Dread Pirate Roberts. Ember, wow. oh you're gosh. with me on this. You've seen Princess Bride, for gosh sakes. Okay, good. It's my mission to... <laughs> yeah, we might have run out of music by now. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs> Bye, Ember. Bye, Go Goodbye, everyone.